0: Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. The first thing I always need to check out with a Canadian is that he's not an American in disguise. Is that the truth? That's very much true, yeah. That's true, because in my experience, most people in Britain... They think Canada, America, well, it's all the same, really. In fact, once I got into a, a taxi in Kazakhstan and the Russian taxi driver said to me, Amerikanski. I said, no, no, because I thought, you know, American was bad news in that part of the world. I, I said, no, not Amerikanski, English-ski. And, uh, and uh, he said, yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> so do people say to you Canada, America, same thing? What's the difference between Can- Canadians and Americans?
1: Well, uh, we tend to be quieter, uh, we're very opinionated like Americans, we just tend to keep it to ourselves.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good. And with that name Buchanan, do you have ancestors in this part of the world? or? Well, I think
1: so. We actually were in Scotland just uh, before coming here and went up to the Loch Lomond area and uh, drove round and round looking for the ruins of the Buchanan Castle. Okay. And finally, at the edge of a golf course, we found it, and it was my proudest moment. The thing is an absolute ruin, but, uh, but I took pictures, and we clambered around this thing and sent it back to our church that said we found the center of the universe.
0: Very good. Very good. <laughs> Great. Okay. Now, I know from reading the literature that you've been a pastor in Vancouver Island for 15 years, and I also know, because we actually had time to talk together on the steps when I first met Mark, that you were a pastor before that. But one of the questions I'm always asked about being a pastor is, oh, so you just work one day a week. Do you yeah. have a real job as well? <laughs> Tell me, did you ever have a real job, or have you always been a pastor? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, the definition of pastor is uh, six days invisible, one day incomprehensible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I worked uh, for 10 years before I got into pastoral ministry, uh, putting myself through school, worked at grocery stores, worked in a bakery, worked painting houses, worked at just about anything that would pay the bills.
0: All right, all right, very good. So did I. Excellent. Now you come tonight with your wife, Cheryl. Right. Welcome. You also have three kids.
1: I, uh, yes, I have Adam, who was with us for part of this trip, flew back out of Edinburgh. He's 19. We have with us, but they're not here tonight, Sarah and Nicola, 17 and 15. And then uh, we also brought along one of Sarah's friends, Darby, and they'll be in and out throughout the convention.
0: Great. Oh, well, we must get to meet them during the week as well. Good. Okay, now, you've been leading the church for 15 years, and according to the website, it's a growing church. Is that right? Right. What attracts people to your church? Why do they come to you instead of the church down the road?
1: Hmm. I think there's a realness about our church, we have a lot of people in recovery, a lot of people who um, have had significant, usually mostly substance abuse, and at various stages of, of recovery through that. And we've got a, quite a vigorous and extensive ministry to people in recovery and work collaboratively with some parachurch organizations to really help break the cycle of that. It's just impossible to um, work with people who are... Coming out of crack cocaine addiction or something, and keep a facade on. You've got to be real, and I think it's it's they've ministered the, to us as much as we to them, and I think that realness uh, both has been somewhat offensive to people, and so it's um, easy to go somewhere else, but also deeply attractive to many people.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're ministering the love of Jesus in very practical ways, reaching people where they're at. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I mean, the,
1: the, uh, the person who's sort of a key administrator and staff was just six years ago herself in, uh, in the grip of an addiction. And a remarkable story of Christ's transformation in her life and heads up one of the key ministries. So every day we just see uh, the power of Christ in these lives. And also there's a lot of heartbreak with it. There's people that you mm. fall in love with and they do so well and then they two years into recovery lapse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you feel the, not only the love of Christ, but you feel that, that ache of Jesus Christ as um, you watch people go back to their the thing that has made them sick and kept them in bondage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: I guess that maybe answers my next question, which was to do with the, uh, the morning Bible studies right. that you're going to be doing, the Bible readings, where the title seems to be turning the world on its head. And I was going to ask you, what is your church doing? What are the people of your church doing to turn the world on its head?
1: Yeah, the, the number one thing, and what I'm really wanting to unpack in those morning Bible readings is my conviction, born of 20 years of pastoral ministry is that the most effective evangelism and the most effective mission is when we ourselves are gripped by the reality of Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected. And when we are living out of the deepest convictions about that and letting Christ get into the inmost places and transform us, so attitudes, actions, our thoughts being taken captive, made obedient to him, that is the most... Powerful way to reach a community, to reach the world. That it's not programmatic, it's men and women who are in love with Christ and have surrendered their lives to him and his life is flowing out of their life. And so that's really what I'll be doing in the Bible readings and looking at that. What we do, uh, we've got a huge First Nations community uh, and often it's called Native American, but uh, we call them First Nations community and Right across the street from us, many people live in equivalent of third world poverty right mm. within our own community. Uh, high levels of suicide, of teenage pregnancy, of type 2 di- diabetes, et cetera. And uh, it's, it's qu- quite a, a complex story where the church is, in many ways, complicit in some of the problems around uh, social problems around that. And our church has just, God's given us a profound love for First Nations people. And um, again, it's not programmatic. It's just becoming Christ followers that will go to places that normally you might not if it was based just on your preference or convenience.
0: Okay, great. Well, I hope that gives you a little flavor of the Bible readings that are coming up this week, and we'll encourage everyone to, to come along. That's great. great. Um, Mark's you. going to share with us in a few minutes. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Banger Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org/donate.